0: Shane Twist and welcome to Behind the Beef, a podcast that gives you a look behind the scenes and into the everyday activities of the people behind the beef. In today's episode we will be reviewing the top news from Angus Australia in quarter three of 2021. quarter Angus Australia announced the introduction of a regionally based nationwide team of breed development officers to assist Angus seedstock and commercial breeders to achieve genetic improvement within their breeding programs. The three-person team will be responsible for providing support and education to seed stock and commercial Angus Australia members in the key principles of cattle breeding and genetics and the application of genetic improvement technologies. Each breed development officer will be responsible for providing ongoing support and assistance to Angus breeders in particular regions across Australia. The breed development officer team will be regionally based with existing staff members Matt Reynolds and Jen Pitt based out of Armidale and Injun respectively and joined by Angus Australia's newest breed development officer Jake Phillips based out of Narracourt in South Australia. Matt Reynolds will be the breed development officer responsible for providing support to Angus Australia members in central New South Wales, southern New South Wales and Tasmania. Jake Phillips will be the breed development officer responsible for Victoria, South Australia and the southern half of Western Australia. While Jen Pitt in her role of northern development officer will be responsible for northern New South Wales, Queensland and the Northern Territory and the northern half of Western Australia. If you would like to get in contact with the breed development officer in your area, please visit the Angus Australia website for their contact details. (music) Quarter 3 saw Angus Australia make its announcement that it's furthered its commitment to the applied research and development for Angus producers and the beef supply chain. At its meeting in May 2021, the Angus Australia Board approved a $3 million investment in growing the Angus genotype and phenotype reference population, particularly for hard-to-measure traits, through an additional five cohorts of the Angus IA benchmarking program. This extension will see the program mark up a significant 20-year period following its commencement in 2010. The ASBP is a major research and development initiative undertaken by Angus Australia with the objective to grow the comprehensive phenotype and genotype reference population on contemporary Australian Angus animals, particularly for hard-to-measure traits, for enhanced genetic evaluation, collaborative research and innovative development. Speaking about the extension, Angus Australia Board Chairperson and President Sam White said The extension of the ASBP shows Angus Australia is committed to R&D that provides applied outcomes for members and the broader beef industry. With the growing importance of genomics in Angus breeding programs, it is imperative that Angus Australia is directly involved in resourcing, managing and growing an effective reference population. With the additional cohorts, the data that the ASBP contributes to the overall Australian Angus reference population will grow to over 530 influential contemporary Angus sires and more than 15,000 progeny that are comprehensively phenotype and genotyped. If you want to know more about the Angus sire benchmarking program, visit the Angus Australia website or listen to episode 2 of Behind the Beef. In July, Angus Australia announced the composition of the Genetic Evaluation Consultative Committee for the next two years. Existing committee members, Chair Sinclair Munro, Buramooka Angus, Frank Archer, Landfall Angus and Mandy Wells, Alora Angus, will be joined by new committee members Julian Carroll of Blackstar Angus, Ruth Corrigan of Lee Angus, Jodie Foster, Bonnaroo Angus, Wendy Maine, Texas Angus and Ross Thompson, Millamara Angus. James Laurie of NOLA Angus, Brian Corrigan of Rennie Lee Angus and B. Bradley Litchfield of Hazeldean Angus have retired from the committee, while Sinclair Munro will take the reins as the chair of the committee. The Genetic Evaluation Consultative Committee provides a forum for consultation between users of Angus Australia's Genetic Evaluation Services and the Angus Australia Board of Directors and Management Team. The committee communicates and represents the views and requirements of leading users of the Trans-Tasman Angus Cattle Evaluation in relation to the operation, implementation of improvements and future development needs of Angus Australia's genetic evaluation services. In August, Angus Australia announced that a series of research selection indexes were available on Angus Animals. The research selection indexes can be accessed by the Angus database search facility, available via the Angus Australia website, and have been developed for industry review and feedback prior to potential implementation in the Trans-Tasman Angus Cattle Evaluation. During the Angus Connect Introducing the Angus Research Selection Indexes event, Angus Australia Breed Development and Extension Manager Andrew Byrne broke down the introduction of the Angus Research Selection Indexes.
1: If we just start with some background that has uh, led to the uh, development of these research selection indexes, many of you be familiar with the fact that there was some updates made to the selection indexes within the Trans-Tasman Angus Cattle Evaluation in December 2020. And those updates primarily included two major components. First of all, it was an update into the uh, software which is used to calculate those selection indexes to the latest version of the breed object selection index software. And secondly, there were some updates made to the economic and production parameters which feed into that software in calculating the indexes. Many of you are familiar with the fact that there was some updates made to the selection indexes within the Trans-Tasman Angus cattle evaluation in December 2020. And those updates primarily included two major components. First of all, it was an update into the uh, software which is used to calculate those selection indexes to the latest version of the breed object selection index software. And secondly, there were some updates made to the economic and production parameters which feed into that software in calculating the indexes. Now the introduction of those selection indexes uh, resulted in quite a mixed reaction from the membership. Both members that were very in favour of the changes, but also those members who were very critical of the changes. So with the wide diverse uh, views which were expressed, um, Angus Australia made the decision to reverse those, those changes and reinstate the old indexes to enable further industry consultation to be undertaken. And that consultation really uh, started uh, that process during April this year with a a comprehensive online survey, uh, which we had uh, around 200 responses to that survey, along with six focus groups, which consisted of around 31 different Angus Australia members. Um, And that's been really insightful in giving some um, information on what people's views are of the selection indexes, the updates which were made in December, and also people's breeding uh, preferences and, and objectives and that feedback has now been taken um, and given a lot of consideration and ultimately has now gone into um, and, and contributed a lot to the development of the research selection indexes. So we now have, arising from that, that feedback, um, the development of a, a range of new research selection indexes which are being provided out to industry for uh, review and feedback. So those, those selection indexes are now available via the Angus database search on the Angus Australia website Um, They will be followed now with a a communication program um, throughout August and then we'll have another round of of formal consultation around these index, the research indexes to get feedback on them throughout the September-October period. So that uh, process will involve Um, another survey, another online survey, another round of focus groups, and and hopefully get some some really good feedback on these research selection indexes. For which case, depending on what that feedback is, um, ideally some some modifications will be made prior to implementation of some updated selection indexes into the Trans-Tasman Angus Cattle Evaluation in in late November, as part of the December 2021 um, taste analysis. So in providing an overview of the different research selection indexes which have been calculated, the first thing to note is just to, to remind people that the research selection indexes are all economic selection indexes, and they've all been derived using the latest version of BreedObject software. So what's commonly referred to in the industry is BreedObject version six. Now a series of 10 different research selection indexes have been developed, which are divided into three different categories. So in explaining what we mean by those different categories, um, there's a little bit of a, a flow chart um, which will explain what they are. So the first kind of decision point, if you like, which defines and differentiates the different categories is around whether um, people, when they're using these selection indexes, are running a a self-replacing breeding program or a terminal breeding program. Um, So self-replacing where daughters uh, or female progeny are being retained as as the breeders within the herd versus the terminal uh, breeding program where all progeny, both steers and heifers, are slaughtered. So within the self-replacing category, uh, we then come to a second decision point and a point of differentiation between the index categories. This kind of decision point is around people's breeding objective to do with mature cow weight and in particular whether they wish to maintain mature cow weight within their operations. So they want to continue to uh, select for increased growth to to two, four and six hundred days, but maintain mature cow weight where it is versus a a secondary or second breeding objective where we have people who would like to continue to put that two four six hundred day weight in but aren't so worried about whether that also results in an increase in mature cow weight. And that really that, that difference what drives that differences in breeding objective will come down to a lot of what people's views are around the cost of feed within their operation and how much it costs them within their operation if they continue to increase the energy requirements or maintenance requirements of their female breeding herd. So within this self-replacing category, there are two different categories that we have, Um, what we call the Angus Maternal Indexes, which relates to people who are not so worried about increasing mature cow weight. So they're they're quite comfortable if mature cow weight continues to increase within their operation. And the second category being the Angus Maternal Plus Indexes, which are very similar indexes, but have an additional requirement, hence the the plus uh, kind of terminology, they have an additional requirement of trying to uh, maintain mature cow weight within the breeding operation. And the third category just really rely, relies on the, the terminal index category where people are, are not looking at retaining our females. So that the, the female traits are not important within the breeding objective and they're purely focused on, on all progeny um, being slaughtered. So that they've got a real focus on the kind of growth carcass type of traits and the, the real profit driver traits uh, within their program. So if we look within each of the categories, uh, so there are four different maternal indexes or indexes which fall in that maternal category. We have our Angus Maternal Breeder Index, our Maternal Domestic Steer Index, Maternal Heavy Grain Steer Index, Maternal heavy grass deer index. So those four indexes, uh, they all reflect, I suppose, a, a similar kind of market endpoint to the current four selection indexes, which are calculated within the Trans-Angus cattle evaluation. Then, by definition, we also, by comparison, we, we then also have the maternal plus selection index category. So we have four indexes in that category, being the Angus maternal breeder plus index the Maternal Domestic Steer Plus Index, the Maternal Heavy Grain Steer Plus Index, and the Maternal Heavy Grass Steer Plus Index, along with an Angus Pro Index. So the the first four indexes in that category are really similar to the the indexes in that maternal uh, index category, but have that, as I said, that additional uh, breeding objective of trying to maintain mature cow weight. The Angus Pro Index has been developed specifically for some of our members that are based in New Zealand uh, that are looking at producing progeny for the Angus Pure program. And the third index category, the the Terminal Index category, has one single index within it, being the Angus Terminal uh, Selection Index. To
0: further discuss the research selection indexes and the upcoming industry review and consultation, please contact Andrew Byrne, Breed Development and Extension Manager, and visit the Angus Australia website for further information. In recognition of his service to the Angus Society of Australia and the development of the Angus breed, New South Wales Angus breeder Mr Graham White was recently presented with a prestigious honour of life membership of Angus Australia. The White name is synonymous with the Angus breed and its development, having been involved since the very beginning, with Ball Blair Pastoral Co, one of the founding studs of the Angus Society of Australia. Mr White has been involved in breeding both registered and commercial Angus cattle for over 60 years, and while retired, still maintains an avid interest in the breed and its developments. He began his work with the family business, Ball Bear Pastoral Co., from the time he left school in the late 1940s, alongside his father, the late Colonel Harold F. White, who was president of Angus Australia from 1927 to 1937, and his brother, the late Richard White, who was president from 1967 to 1969. In 1971, after the death of his father, Mr White and Richard ran Bull Blair Pastoral Co. in partnership until the mid-1980s when an amicable partner split of the Bull Blair Angus Stud and Commercial Angus Herd saw Mr White, wife Mary and sons Frank and Andrew focus on the development of the Eastern Plains Angus Stud and Commercial Herd. During this time, Mr White dedicated a significant amount of his time to the Angus Society of Australia – with an impressive record of service of over 30 plus years for the betterment of Angus cattle in Australia. With a progressive group of breeders, Mr. White was also involved in the early steps to formalise performance recording in beef cattle and Angus in the 1970s, helping lie the foundations for the Trans-Tasman Angus cattle evaluation as we know it today. Mr White's roles included New England Angus Breeders Committee Member in the 1970s and early 1980s, with a term as Chairman. Founding Member of the New England Performance Plus in the 1980s. New South Wales State Committee Member from the mid-1980s to the late-1990s, including two years as Chairman. Founding Member of the Northern Tablelands Angus Incorporation and a Committee Member during the 1990s, which organised Angus Wiener Circuit Sales in Guyra and Armidale. Federal Council of the Angus Society of Australia, representing New South Wales from 1990 to 1999, including the Vice President role in 1994 to 1995, and President from 1996 to 1997. He was also the Angus Society of Australia's ARCBA representative in the 1990s, member of the Official Judges Panel of the Angus Society of Australia, and judged in New Zealand and at most Australian royal shows. While on the Angus Society of Australia's Federal Council, Mr White was an integral part of the team that instigated and oversaw the move of the society from Sydney to Armidale in 1994. A significant achievement for Mr White during his time as President was when Australia hosted the World Angus Forum in 1997 in Sydney. Congratulations to Mr White on his life membership. Dr. Peter Parnell has announced that he will be retiring from the role of Angus Australia CEO in February 2022. Dr. Parnell commenced in the role of CEO in May 2009 and has overseen the introduction for some very significant changes to Angus Australia during his time at the helm of the organisation. Dr. Parnell had previously filled the role of breed development manager with Angus Australia between 1996 and 2001. In his retirement, Dr Peter Parnell concludes a near 40-year career serving the Australian cattle breeding industry with a particular interest in research, extension and application of genetic technology in the beef industry. His major research interests focus on the genetic improvement of maternal productivity and feed efficiency in beef cattle. Dr Parnell played key roles in communication and extension within the Beef Cooperative Research Centre where he managed the CRC Adoption Project for five years. Dr Parnell has been involved in a number of key industry committees including the Breed Plan and Sheep Genetics Technical Committee, National Livestock Genetics Consortium, Cattle Council Research, Development and Adoption Committee and the Breed Plan Technical Liaison. Dr. Parnell has also been involved in and written a number of key publications over the course of his career in the field of genetic improvement in beef cattle, and over his time at Angus Australia has overseen the transformation of Angus Australia to a modern and successful innovation company. He has a strong passion for the application of innovation in the beef industry and has a renowned reputation as an excellent communicator of the applied genetic principles for enhancing her performance and profitability. In a continuation of a successful six-year collaboration between Angus Australia and independent global health company Vetquinol, both organisations are pleased to announce the extension of their partnership in a multi-year agreement. This partnership extension will see Vetquinol provide support to the Angus Eye benchmarking program for an upcoming five cohorts, cohorts 12 to 16, by providing products and support for the joining of over 9,000 Angus females. Vetquanol has a strong history in providing support to the ASBP by assisting with the fixed-time artificial insemination program through its supply of necessary products such as the Qmate devices. Throughout the six-year partnership to date and covering cohorts 5 to 11, Vetquinol has assisted in approximately 15,000 heifers and cows being synchronised and inseminated, with approximately 7,500 calves born and comprehensively phenotyped and genotyped, and 243 angus size, now with high-accuracy EBVs, particularly on hard-to-measure traits. Angus Australia's Strategic Projects Manager, Christian Duff, and Vequinol's Marketing and Technical Manager, Dr Sophia Edwards, said the following in regards to the partnership extension.
2: G'day, it's Christian Duff here, Strategic Projects Manager for Angus Australia. We're excited to announce the continuation of our strong partnership with Vecquinol and the Repro 360 team, who support the Angus benchmarking program with assisted reproduction advice and important products such as QMate devices. Uh, without these important products and advice, uh, we wouldn't be able to get our cows in calf in that program, have size progeny on the ground, and record them for those important traits for our reference population, coupled with genotyping. Bequinol and Angus Australia have been strong partners over a six-year period, which has seen over 15,000 cows joining the Angus Site Benchmarking Program under their advice and support. The continuation of this program will see an additional five cohorts being joined, which has recently been uh, endorsed by the Angus Australia Board to continue, uh, and this will see an additional 9,000 at least cows joined with those progeny being performed recorded for our reference population. Uh, We're excited again to have this partnership ongoing with Vettacanola Australia and look forward to delivering exciting outcomes for the Angus Side Benchmarking Program for our members, thank you.
3: Hi, I'm Dr Sophia Edwards, Marketing and Technical Manager for Vettacanola Australia. The Repro 360 team is proud to be continuing their partnership with Angus Australia to support the Angus Side Benchmarking Project. It aligns with our mission to improve the ability to have genetic gain for Australian beef cattle herds through assisted reproduction. We believe in supporting the Angus side benchmarking project because it enhances the ability for beef producers to have access to accurate genetic tools. This enables them to be able to have better decisions when investing in their assisted reproduction program. We are proud to continue to support the Angus side benchmarking project by supplying quality products such as the QMake device, Our technical expertise, our tools, and people on the ground to be able to assist Angus breeders achieving their outcomes.
0: And now we'll head over to Diana Wood, Angus Australia's Marketing and Communications Manager, for an update on the sales and competitions that happen during the
4: quarter. It's no secret that the industry has seen some excellent results this spring sale season, with records falling not only at breed level but for many studs own sale results. Angus bull sales across the board have been nothing short of marvellous with 100% clearances achieved across almost all sales and averages north of $10,000 becoming an everyday occurrence as the phenomenal spring bull selling season continues to rewrite the history books day after day. In August, Angus bulls held the majority of the market, accounting for 74.4% of bull sales, with 3,017 bulls sold for a $14,409 average. While the first week of September saw 621 Angus bulls sold across 11 sales for a $19,801 average. Five bulls sold for six figures during this week, three at the Millamara Angus sale in Bathurst and two at the Millwilla Angus sale in Young. As at the 8th of September, Angus bull sales across Australia for the year have seen 7,957 bulls sold from 145 sales for an average of $12,950. Just absolutely outstanding and phenomenal results. In New South Wales and Queensland, where many of the spring bull sales at this point in time have taken place, the average sits at 15,246 for 4,516 Angus bulls sold in New South Wales and an average of 14,272 for 348 Angus bulls sold in Queensland. At the end of July, Texas Angus were the first to claim both the Australian Angus record price for a HBR bull sold at auction and the record average at auction for an Angus bull sale. Texas reached a total clearance of 181 Angus bulls for the record average of $20,967. The record top price of 225000 was achieved on Lot 7, 15-month-old Texas Iceman R725 when he sold to Robert McKenzie, owner of Mackers Pastoral and verified Black Angus beef brand, Mackers Australian Black Angus beef from Gloucester, New South Wales, while Genetics Australia have been tasked with marketing the semen from this bull. Almost six weeks later, the Millamurra Angus bull sale reached new heights that saw those records set earlier absolutely tumble. A new record top price for an Angus bull sold at auction of $280,000 was reached, while a total clearance of 118 Angus bulls was sold for the new Australian all-breeds record average of $34,221. This saw the sale become the highest-grossing single Vendor bull sale in Australia, returning just over $4 million. Lot 11, Millamara Rocketman R38 reached the new record high price of that 280000 when Roger Price from Brooklana Angus Dorigo, represented by Ray White agent Tim Bayless, outbid the competition to secure the rights to this new stud sire. Not long after the top-selling bull left the ring, Lot 13, Millamara Rembrandt, R48 also eclipsed a previous high-selling record when a syndicate of ABS, Wooner Lee Tails, JT Angus and Wangara Angus, New Zealand, purchased the bull for the sale's second-top price of $240,000. Millamara Rolls-Royce, R275, fetched $110,000, setting a new record price at auction for a bull under 15 months of any breed. Now, as the season slowly draws to a close, a big congratulation goes to Angus Seedstock producers who had sales over the last few weeks. And if you want to see where the Angus bull sale results sit currently, please ensure you visit the Angus Australia website to check out this record bull selling season and read the reports, both the upcoming spring bulletin and the bulletin that will come out for our summer edition, which will also see updates to many bull sale prices and records. Now, as Angus bull sales across the country run red hot, the demand for quality commercial Angus females is certainly mirroring these results as restockers across the country chase the females to breed their next generation of breeders. Some of the first Angus Verified heifers sold since the inception of the Angus Verified program set what is believed to be a record for unjoined commercial Angus heifers, when Nola Livestock sold 90 unjoined Angus Verified heifers to a top of 4,200 per head for a pen of 15 438 kilogram average heifers to reach an average price of 3,283 across the lot at the Nola Livestock annual sale at the end of July. While at the Kenny's Creek Angus Spring Bull Sale in early September, where commercial Angus females were sold for the first time, a new record of 5,250 per head was set for commercial Angus cows and calves. This was a pen of nine cows, three years old, with heifer calves at foot, that hit the new high. P.H. and H.J. Williams of Rubyvale, Allektown, New South Wales, bought close to half of the females on offer, purchasing 20 cows and calves for a $4,750 per head average. Overall, 49 Angus cow and calf units were sold for an average of 4,800, which in itself equals the current record for commercial Angus cows and calves, jointly held by Ryland Angus and the Danier family, Danelle Partnership, Bellbora, New South Wales. Keeping their reputation of supplying top quality Angus females to the market each year, Jeremy and Julie Shaw of JS Grazing in June Queensland continued their record-breaking ways when they offered 180 replacement Angus heifers for sale at the Roma store sale on August 3rd. A top of 894 cents per kilo was reached on these heifers with an average weight of 299.4 kilograms. This equated to a top of $2,644 a head to average $2,557 per head. This incredible price broke the Roma sale yard's top price record. The heifers were purchased by Campbell and Carrie ann Tonkin, Baraba New South Wales, in partnership with Bill and Amelia Servan, Wandoan, as well as Bassett Cattle Co, Roma, and Gary Johnson of Dulacca Transport. In early August, Glenavon Angus, Gyra, offered 94 Angus heifers at their on-property sale, with the four lots of heifers selling to a top of $3,500 per head for a pen of 24 head averaging 338 kilograms and to an overall average of $3,131. PTIC commercial Angus heifers hit a high of $4,300 per head for a draft of 10 at the Sugarloaf Angus sale, Dungog, in mid-August. Overall, they offered 29 Angus heifers, with Steve Little, Brookstead, Queensland, buying most of the female offering, including four 2-year-old PTIC Angus heifers for $4,000 per head and 19 Angus heifers, 9 to 10 months, for a $3,705 per head average. Ardrossan Angus offered 200 unjoined Angus heifers, 11 to 12 months old, at their on-property sale at the end of August, with a single purchaser, Boambolo Pastoral, taking the option of buying them all after purchasing the first pen of 25 for 2850 per head. At their inaugural on property sale in early September, Figtree Park Angus, Gaira, offered a pen of fifteen unjoined European Union accredited heifers, three hundred and twenty one kilograms which sold for two thousand two hundred and twenty dollars per head or six hundred and eighty five cents per kilogram. Glengow and Angus also enjoyed success with commercial Angus females offering 50 unjoined heifers during their bull sale in early September. The heifers averaged $1,815 per head and made a top of $2,000 when sold to BSC Grazing Bathurst, while the cows with calves averaged $3,938 and reached a top of $4,350 when purchased by Rosedale Livestock Partnership at Browns Creek. Angus and Angus Influenced Cattle have continued their stellar run of dominance in commercially focused competitions. Of note are the outstanding results in the RAS of New South Wales 2021 Sydney Royal Beef Challenge, where Angus and Angus Influenced Cattle took home almost all of the major awards on offer. Taking out three of the four championships on offer were Texas Angus, who put on a dominant display with purebred Angus cattle to win champion and reserve champion team with Angus heifers and individuals from each of the teams winning champion and reserve champion individual in the 70-day domestic class, while a team of Texas purebred Angus steers was also awarded the champion team in the 100-day export class while a Santa Gertrudis cross Angus steer exhibited by Euglebar Pastoral was awarded the champion individual in the export section. These results come off the back of success in a number of commercially focused competitions for Angus and Angus-influenced cattle, including the gate-to-plate competition in Western Australia, the paddock-to-pallet competition in Queensland, and the southern grass-fed carcass classic and the southern grain-fed carcass classic held in South Australia. For full results from all of these competitions, please ensure you visit the Angus Australia website.
0: We'll now be joined by Jake Phillips, Angus Australia Breed Development Officer, for an update on all the news relating to Angus
5: youth. G'day everyone, Jake Phillips here, Breed Development Officer with Angus Australia. Well, thank you for the opportunity to review the Angus youth program for the last quarter. It has been action-packed, fun-filled and educational throughout. We've had a number of scholarships, awards and bursaries uh, that have been awarded And also, we've opened up some of the opportunities uh, for the Angus Youth Programme for the next quarter as well. So, I'm just going to take a couple of minutes just to review what we've been up to. One of the first scholarships that the Angus Foundation has been able to provide this year was the TOKAL Beef Cattle Assessment Course. And the Angus Foundation is excited to announce that um, we've awarded five scholarships um, to Angus members to attend that course. Unfortunately, due to the restrictions posed by COVID-19, the Tokyo Beef Cattle Assessment course, which was due to take place in September, um, has been cancelled. So each of the five recipients will be offered their place in 2022. Uh, And the five recipients are Candina Crowden, Charlotte Nugent, Hamish Smith, Kristen Fredrickson and Liam Mowbray, who each put in an outstanding application and we need to congratulate them on being selected to represent um, Angus Australia, on behalf of the Angus Foundation, at the Tocao Beef Cattle Assessment course for next year. The Smart Beef Conference, which is the Australian Lot Feeders uh, Conference and Forum, which is held in Dolby uh, this year, uh, has unfortunately been cancelled due to ongoing COVID 19 related concerns. However, the Angus Foundation is very proud to announce that we have again awarded two scholarships to this event, which will be taken up in 2022. Um, as well as us opening up those um, opportunities for next year as well. But the recipients for this year are Georgia Laurie and Phoebe Christie, who were very much standout applicants, and we really look forward to um, being able to provide them the opportunity to attend next year. So well done and congratulations. The next conference and forum um, that we've provided to scholarship uh, applicants to be able to attend is... um, the LiveX Forum, which was scheduled to be held in Darwin in November, the Angus Foundation again has awarded two positions to this uh, particular uh, event, and it gives him a great pleasure to announce that Laurie Fogarty and Lockie McLaughlin are our recipients for two thousand and twenty-one. Again, um, the Live Exchange Forum has been uh, postponed for twelve months, and now will be delivered in November in two thousand and twenty-two. The ACMEA Gen Angus Future Leaders Program is fast becoming uh, one of the pinnacles um, of the Angus calendar and certainly one of the flagship events of the Angus Youth Program. Um, we have been working really hard with ACMEA, our presenting partner behind the scenes, um, to ensure we can deliver this event this year, considering the 2020 event was actually cancelled due to COVID 19 related concerns. Unfortunately, the ongoing volatility within our domestic travel um seen has uh, led us to a decision to turn the event into a virtual event this year but i am really excited that all of our presenters that we originally engaged with to present at the face to face event which was scheduled to be in adelaide in november have agreed to deliver online and so we've still got two and a half days of presentations and information being delivered by some of Australia's leading presenters in their field. So what an opportunity this is. I've really loved putting it together and I think our attendees are going to get a real hoot and a leg up in their business and um, even in their life by attending. We had some standout applicants this year. Um, We had uh, 21 applications and I've been able to... um, Work with Acme and our assessment panel to um, get to the opportunity today to announce the 10 lucky attendees for the 2021 event. And they are Amber Clark, Angus Pillmore, Chris Metcalf, Dana Gray, Edwina Hall, Jamie Pepper, Jasmine Green, Liam Mowbray, Rebecca George, and Tim Finger. We really believe that these Uh, attendees who will be joining our 2020 cohort as well are really the face and the future of the Australian beef industry and also the Angus breed. So we can't wait to get all of those um, young uh, agriculturalists together and for us to be able to um, celebrate the Future Leaders Program which will be held in November virtually between the 2nd and 4th. The Angus Youth Roundup is back for 2022 And we're putting the finishing touches on what is yet to be one of the best roundups and being delivered, let's face it, under very trying circumstances. We're working really hard with the committee, which is under the leadership of Tony Nugent, uh, the event manager, and Annie Pumper, the chairperson of the Angus Youth Roundup Committee. And the educational program is starting to come together. We've had tremendous support and it gives me great pleasure to announce that NH Foods Australia have taken on the partnership of naming rights with the Angus Youth Roundup, and we're working really closely with them to deliver a really fun-filled, action-packed and educational program. We've got celebrity chefs coming, we've got um, some of their staff from uh, the processing and feed lotting, we've got um, auctioneering, we've got uh, livestock judging, we've got handler competitions, we've got fitting competitions, we've got breeding and genetics sessions, it's just all happening at the Roundup. I need to advise, though, that obviously under the current COVID circumstances, we will be working on a first-in, best-dressed situation for entries. Entries are now open and they will close on the 22nd of October. Preference will be given to those competitors that can enter with an animal. So if you require a ballot animal, I suggest you register your interest immediately with Tony Nugent, the event manager, to see if we can put you in touch with someone that can help. If we can uh, accept more applications as restrictions start to ease and more entrants, I should say, we will be um, putting in place a waiting list and anyone that is entering after the threshold that has been met, we will soon come back to you and we hope as soon as possible, we can then let you know that you are able to enter. But in summary, uh, restrictions will be limited. So please go to the Angus Australia website for more information. And get your entries in as quick as you can. The other exciting news that we've recently uh, been able to announce uh, on behalf of the Angus Foundation is that we have recently launched a Angus research grant which is available to undergraduate and postgraduate students currently studying at Australian universities or recognised institutions and this is just such a fantastic opportunity um, for those undergrads or if you're about to enter, say, your honours or maybe you're doing a PhD and you're looking for some, some top-up funds because the grant is worth uh, 20000 Australian dollars and what we're looking for is um, projects and research questions that um, are in disciples or uh, in disciplines, I should say, Um, relevant to the Australian beef industry and particularly um, relevant to Angus beef and genetics. So if you think you might have a project in mind, um, we would certainly recommend you uh, talk to your academic supervisors and get in contact with me, Jake Phillips at Angus Australia, and get your applications in uh, as soon as you can. Applications will close on the 22nd of October thereabouts so we can get back to you in November to advise the successful nature of the um, research application. So uh, we're really looking forward to receiving those and seeing what industry um, projects are, um, I suppose, getting looked at and considered for 2022. And while we're talking about 2022, just to finish, there is some really exciting work in the pipeline. Um, We're working on some new um, initiatives for Angus youth and also for Ang- uh, younger Angus members around um, educating um, them around the the Australian beef supply chain as well as breeding and genetics and we're also working with um, some of our industry partners to deliver some great concepts that are going to be new but also all the ones you've come to love for 2022 so there's plenty happening behind the scenes we can't wait to see what we can deliver and stay tuned for future announcements Good luck, stay safe, I hope to see you in Wodonga in January and as always, if there's anything I can do to assist you, please don't hesitate to give me a call and contact me through the Angus Australia website.
0: And that's all we have time for for today's episode. Thanks again for tuning in for another episode and if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed to Behind the Beef for all of our latest episodes. Also, a quick recommendation to make sure that you are subscribed to all of the Angus Australia's social media channels and the Angus Youth social media channels to make sure you are up to date with all of the news coming out of Angus Australia. Thanks again and we'll catch you on the next one.